0: the
1: answer yes indeed it is good morning seven minutes at the hour of nine o'clock and we are back and ready to rock on this wednesday the fifth morning of the fifth month of the year of our lord 2021 thanks so much for being with us and before we get started today let us start rather before we get into the meat of the news of the day let us start with our pledge of allegiance if you are a patriot please stand unless you're driving put your hand over your heart if you are a leftist you may feel free to take a knee we know you will
2: anyway allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all
1: I caught the first 45 minutes or so uh, of the Peter Kersenow fill in for me yesterday on my way out of town and um i got to tell you, I'm so blessed, and I want to say thank you to Pete. Uh, I mean, really, I'm just blessed to have that kind of brilliance, Um, a man of his national renown, a man of his character, a man of his intelligence, a man of his incredibly busy schedule. To be able to sit in for me when I need a day for one reason or another, I'm very blessed to have Peter Kersenow, and I know you enjoyed all two hours that you had yesterday with Peter. He was phenomenal. Like I said, I only caught the first 45 minutes or so. Kind of uh, lost, <coughs> excuse me, lost, time. <laughs> excuse me again, in the middle of the Mike Goldstein interview. Uh, but uh, it was terrific, uh, and thank you very much to Peter Kersenow. As a matter of fact, it's because I listened to Pete yesterday <clears throat> From the road that I I wanted to follow up. As a matter of fact, I tried to call in. Now I know what it's like to be a caller who's trying to call when the phone lines are jam packed. Um, we got issues, man. We got issues. <laughs> we got issues. I I didn't just get a busy signal. I got one of those horrific. And apparently, you must get them too. One of those horrific. Donk donk donk. Your your call cannot be completed as dialed, kind of a thing. Then I tried the 888-281-1110 line, and I got dee-nee-nee. We're sorry. The number you are trying to reach. Whoa. Those were beyond just busy signals. Those were like, hey, you're doing it wrong. And I kind of know the numbers to my own show. I knew I wasn't doing it wrong. So if you've gotten one of those, and it just makes you want to drive nails into your ears the way it did me, I'm sorry. We're working on that. I promise you. But I tried to call in Kersenau yesterday, uh, to Kirstenow yesterday from the road, uh, but I couldn't get through. And the reason I wanted to is because of his opening question. Pete's opening question is something that I've kind of nibbled on the edges of for a bit, you know, on different shows with you. And haven't really fully embraced, and I probably can't do a full embrace of this today because we've got guests coming up at 9.35 and 10.35, but I just want to kind of toss it out there. Pete pretty much asked of all of the major issues facing this country right now, which is the most concerning for America's future, in your opinion? Which has you up at night? Which of these is the most, you know, deeply problematic with us keeping the republic that was gifted to us by the founding fathers, right? I'm paraphrasing Pete, obviously. Because I started thinking about it. It's like, yeah, Pete, I've been down this road before. And I start listing. And what struck me as I drove is how long the list was getting of things that you could make a credible argument for as the very worst or the very best, the most concerning, whatever you want to call it. The biggest concern or the most worrisome. And just a few of them. And Pete started talking about some of but just a few of them. Is the biggest concern that this country faces going forward, the elimination of our civil rights, our basic rights granted in the Bill of Rights, in other words, free speech, is big tech and cancel culture and the silencing of dissent, which means the silencing of conservative voices, and thus... This country being run by single-party rule in an echo chamber of progressive and Marxist ideas and ideals. Is that the biggest concern, that there will be no pushback whatsoever because it's canceled? You literally will lose your job. you lose your status. You'll, you'll become a pariah in social circles, in parent groups, and on down the line. The elimination of free speech, and one could argue, because this is why I work for Citizens for Free Speech, This is exactly why I work for them. Because one could argue that the first step toward the destruction of a free capitalist, free market society is the elimination of speech, the censorship of the people, the the inability to fight back against government tyranny. Because you can't even organize if you cannot talk or communicate. Is that number one? How about, perhaps, rather than that, education? The fact that your children no longer go to school and learn that the United States was founded as it declared its independence from Great Britain in 1776 and fought the Revolutionary War. Here are the reasons why. Here is what became of it. Here are the heroes and the brilliant framers of the Constitution. And this, Our kids aren't being taught that anymore. They are being taught. 1619 project type material our kids aren't being taught about the importance of the nuclear family our kids are being taught that you don't need to have two parents and you don't need to have uh, two parents of the opposite sex certainly and you don't need uh, church in your life you don't need god they are being taught that the village will take care of you the village will raise you the government has got you Indoctrination rather than education will destroy this country generations from now. Maybe a single generation from now. Maybe two, maybe three. Don't know. Is that it? Is it the complete elimination and abrogation of scientific principles? In other words, the Equality Act and the like. Erasing the scientific differences between men and women. The biological, anatomical, chromosomal differences between men and women. Basic principles of of human beings. And essentially, the subjugation of women. Which is what it would come down to. Is that the biggest concern going forward? Is it energy? No society, no culture, no... Civilization can function without energy. And the Green New Deal threatens to not only end fossil fuels as the energy that drives this country and the world, and has made us, by the way, a net exporter of energy for the first time in American history until Biden took over. We were literally energy independent. Now, the Green New Deal threatens to make us fully dependent on global energy. Renewables. This would also involve the total deconstruction of the world's economy. Our status as an economic superpower would be essentially eliminated. Ninety to a hundred trillion dollars. You need to conceive of that that figure. You, you you hear it and you say, oh wow, that's no. You you need to see one of those graphs or one of those animations that show you what a trillion dollars is to really understand the depth of of the the destruction of the world economy that would happen if we embraced and tried to enact the green new deal is that it or is it maybe an end to policing in our country you think oh that can't be the biggest threat we face can it if 330 million people are put in jeopardy and put And are essentially threatened by the, I don't know what percentage of them that are criminals, that live to harm, that are evil, that are selfish, that are greedy, that take what they want, that victimize others. We already see it. It will go on steroids if there is no no policing. And when I say no policing, I mean legitimately no policing. You might have some people wandering around as social workers in badges that say social work unarmed, trying to de-escalate situations. You take away law and order from a civilization, you take away civilization. By its very definition, there will be no civilization, there will be no civility. People will be on their own to protect themselves and with an all-powerful government trying to limit the handguns or the um, uh, the firearms that a person can use for personal and family and property protection in such a world, maybe that's the greatest threat to this country going forward. An end to policing and an end to the right via the Second Amendment to self-defense. Or is it finally, this is just... I just started, like I said, p- compiling this list in my head yesterday as Kersenow, sitting in for me, asked which of the issues is the most alarming to you going into America's future. And here's the last one I'll throw out for now, and you can add to it if you wish. Is it H.R. 1, the federal takeover of the electoral process, the elimination of states' rights to decide how they decide elections? Because... If H.R. 1 passes the United States Senate, it has already passed the Demon Rat-led House. If it passes the Demon Rat one-voter-majority Senate, all of the previous items on this list are in play. Because it is unlikely, and that's being charitable, unlikely if not impossible for conservatives by way of the Republican Party, which is not always conservative. But it will be unlikely, if not impossible, for conservatives to ever win majority elections again. Not in the House, not in the Senate, and certainly not for the White House. If the feds are allowed to enact what was done, for example, in Georgia, what was done, for example, in several other states were unlimited and unchecked, mail-in voting was allowed by anybody and everybody who could fog a mirror. You don't even have to prove who you are or how many of those you sent in. No signature matches to verify who you are. If they can cheat to steal elections now all across the country, then all of those things are in play going forward and will never be able to stop it. Maybe that is your biggest concern. So... I've got a ton of current news to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Derek Chauvin juror, who was apparently biased, now leading to a call for a new trial up in Minneapolis. want to talk about the Ohio GOP finally holding a vote to censuring Anthony Gonzalez. Uh, The Facebook banning of Donald Trump decision comes today. Trump's got a new platform. Vaccine issues. Oregon mask requirement now indefinite. Is that coming to the rest of the world? The rest of the country rather? I got a ton of current events to get into. But if you want to talk about the bigger picture that I just laid out for you about which of those is the greatest, most alarming concern going forward for the future of this republic, you can do that too. 216-901-0945-Triple eight two eight Right back. Okay, 925, I want to get a few phone calls in there before the bottom of the hour, then we're going to talk, as I mentioned, to Tom Renz, uh, founder of Ohio Stands Up, find out about what the latest efforts are uh, to get our rights back. I know that he and they are going to be supporting Jennifer Gross's um, uh, House Bill 248, which would ban... Uh, vaccine passports for public and private entities. In other words, the government can't force you to get a vaccine in order to travel or take advantage of certain goods and services, and neither can private businesses. It's extraordinarily important. We'll talk about uh, that with Tom coming up and so much more at 935. For now, we'll go to Vince, who's in Westlake, who knows what the biggest threat that this country faces going forward is. Vince, my question to you is, was it on my list or are you going off the board?
2: Um, it is on your list. First of all, real quick, Peter Kersenal, rock star, great, great, great cohort of yours, and uh, Amen. you are you're right. You're lucky to have him. Yes, uh, he's, sir. A, he's a protector of our freedom. Um I, I, I gotta go I gotta tell you, you know, i I'm sitting or each one you're going through, but yeah, that one. Yeah, that one, yeah, that one. But you're right. HR one is the one that's really gonna be the totality of all of them if that thing gets passed, and if we don't get off our duff, and get in touch with our representatives, especially our senators, who's the, that's where it's at right now. Yep. And tell them well, we need to have this thing done. And finally, if I may, Bob, real quick, yeah. start your day every day with the Pledge of Allegiance, and it's great. and I love it. Um, anybody that knows me knows I'm uh, certainly no saint, but I do have a strong faith in God. I suggest we all might either on the radio or in the silence of our own hearts start saying some more prayers too, because God knows we 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 need His help.
1: Yeah, well, there's no doubt about that, and God does know. And the question is: is Are we going to ask? Uh, And knowing full well that we may not get the answer as quickly as we want one, but yes, we do have to continue that as well. That's a big, big part of it. Thank you, Vince. Appreciate it. You got it, my friend. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Steve and Avon Lake next. Hi, Steve. What's the biggest threat this country faces? Was it on my list, or do you have one of your own?
3: Hi, Bob. Hey, uh, I was concerned about everything on your list. I have been forever. But mine is not actually on your list. It's, okay. it's kind of related to all. I simply uh, question whether we're really a constitutional republic anymore. Uh, we seem to ignore the, the basic principles of our Constitution at every turn. Uh, with the cancel culture, we have a right to speak. We have a right to press. Uh, we have a right to assemble uh, with the Second Amendment and, and gun rights. Uh, we have... Laws on the books that have been passed regarding immigration and the border, and we just seem to ignore, as a nation, uh, our government, the laws that are are there for a purpose and are our foundation. And, and all those problems that you've mentioned, all severe enough, uh, wouldn't be as severe if we simply followed the Constitution and the laws that we already have. And then the laws that aren't working uh, change those by a, the legal constitutional process and we just we just seems like we don't do that bob
1: well let me maybe kind of <clears throat> merge your 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 idea here or your biggest threat to one of mine which was the one that the last caller just brought up too which is hr1 um the constitution has always been able to protect itself as long as there have been constitutional judges and in particular Supreme Court justices who stand by it and uphold it and decide on the constitutionality of everything that the legislature may send. I, I would suggest that H.R. 1 is, is slightly bigger because it literally will impact what you just suggested, which is becoming or not becoming, rather, maintaining our status as a constitutional republic faithful to that document. If the left wins elections now and in perpetuity, which if HR one passes and it leg and it legalizes um and almost codifies cheating in every single state so that Democrats never lose again, they will pack that court or they will wait until, you know, the the conservative constitutionalists on that court uh fade away and then replace them, even if they do keep it in eye, but replace them with just nine activist justices. That essentially do scrap the Constitution as we know it today. So I think there's a little bit of room uh-huh. there for both of those things. If the Constitution is your biggest concern, then we have to stop HR one from passing uh, and uh, and allowing its its shredders, because that's what they are, is their paper shredders, the Democrats, mm-hmm. when it comes to the Constitution, from getting the opportunity to do that. Go ahead, your th- last thought, Bob.
3: Bob, can I respond?
1: Yeah, your last. Can thought, I respond? Please.
3: Yeah, and you know, again, my 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 take is that. Um, I know in the Constitution that elections uh are under the auspices of state governments to right. you know determine you know the and to to conduct and to count the elections and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of the things proposed here h r one are just uh, to me just abominations compared to what to me is very clear in the Constitution you know um, but I, I, I understand. I mean, H.R. 1, yeah, I, I, I don't like that one. But, uh, again, I, I just feel like if we, even as a nation, if our leaders even understood what those principles were based on and why it was written that way, to me, a lot of these, these crazy ideas could be uh, done away with, you know, pretty, pretty quickly. Right. But No, you're, it you're, you're right. It doesn't seem like anybody knows.
1: And I, and I think all – thanks so much for the phone call. I think all of these issues, including the one you just brought up, are kind of part of the same meal. You know, uh, they're, they're all different portions of the same meal, and, um, and and we do need to recognize that it all needs to be dealt with. Thank you so much for the great call. We'll be back after the news with Tom Renz of OhioStandsUp.org.
0: social justice warriors if you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended this isn't it this is the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer
1: yes indeed it is 936 we continue now on am 1420 the answer i want to get back to your liberties literally i would like to get back to our liberties i'd like to have them restored she said- I cannot count on Mike DeWine to restore them. I cannot count on the Ohio Department of Health to restore them. No matter how many times, no matter how much the science says that the masking doesn't work, no matter how much the science says that the vaccinations are not the answer, no matter how much the science says that it's time to open our schools back up, Mike DeWine just continues to double and triple and quadruple down. The latest from uh, his uh, uh, remarks on Monday... Once you're vaccinated, you have great opportunity to live your life. And so we just continue to encourage people to get vaccinated. That's all he's got anymore. That's all he's got. Never mind the science, never mind how many states have lifted all, not some, but all of their COVID sanctions and uh, policies and protocols and have turned out to be at the lowest among the lowest states in the country for new cases and new infections, Texas and Florida among those. They've lifted all of their sanctions, all of their uh, 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 liberties have been restored to the people there, and they are getting having spectacular results. Mike DeWine continues to keep people under the thumb. And that's why we bring Tom Renz back onto our program now, because Tom and his legal team and his volunteers at Ohio Stands Up, uh, which you can find online at ohiostandsup.org, continue to fight that three-pronged attack uh, to getting our rights restored here in Ohio. Tom, good to have you back. How are you, sir?
4: I'm doing great. How are you, Bob?
1: I'm doing well, uh, too. I, I just, you know, I have severe governor envy. From, from time to time. Every time I see Ron DeSantis, for example, do something amazing like, I don't know, drop all mask mandates and drop all, uh, or, uh, pronounce all schools to be open in person. Every time he does something that actually, you know, follows the science about where COVID is right now, and our governor does not, I have governor envy. Ever have that feeling? Ever have that condition, Tom?
4: Nonstop. I keep thinking <laughs> that Florida sounds better and better. Uh, maybe not. Maybe for year round rather than just the the snowbird thing. I'm telling you, you're right.
1: You're right, and a lot of people feel the same way. That's why. I mean, you know, not to. I don't want to get off the uh, on on a tangent here, but you saw the census uh, results uh, announced just uh, about a week and a half ago, and the number of states that gained Senate seats, the number of states that lost Senate seat or uh, excuse me, House seats. Um, you know, it's it's the most draconian. Uh, and liberal states that are losing seats, and it's states like Texas and Florida that are picking them up because people are leaving in droves and, and as you said, making it at their, their new permanent residences.
4: Oh, I tell you what, and, I mean, here's to hoping that uh, that these people that are leaving are smart enough not to take their garbage politics with them. I mean, it's just, you know, they've already ruined California and New York, and, uh, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, we- I love Ohio, but, man, I, I just I just well, hope that, uh,
1: that uh, you know, eventually we wake up here. Well, you know what's really bizarre about that, Tom Renz, is that we're not New York. We're not, uh, you know, Oregon. We're not Washington. We're not California. In other words, some of the bluest of the bluest states with some of the worst <clears> results and the highest taxes and so on and so forth. We're, not, we're a really strong center-right state. Strong. I mean, we're not always going to be red in every election, but most of the time, certainly at the legislature level, certainly in the governor's office, you know, it's a pretty strong center-right state. And yet we're governed as if, you know, we have a Democrat in the governor's uh, mansion and as if we have a Democrat majority or a close, a close majority, uh, you know, in the general assembly because we can't seem to get anything done despite being a strong red state for the most part.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, so yeah, I've been working around this around around the clock for over a year. I mean, you know, Bob, how how much I've worked on this, and just to tell you, give you an example of what's going on. I just got word uh, a couple of days ago. Looks like some of our our less Republicans, some of our more Rhino Republicans in the state, are getting ready to try and launch a smear campaign against me, and our and Ohio stands up uh, for all the work that we're done. You know you it's interesting to know that that we are the the only state in the union to my knowledge that is still doing these lockdowns but doing them now without an emergency declaration and I wonder why that is you know i mean we 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 hit them hard in court on that, and uh you know they ended up we ended up withdrawing that case, but they also ended up withdrawing the emergency order. The orders now aren't even under an emergency; they're just saying that they can willy-nilly out of nowhere make these rules up from the department of health so you know but they're going to try and smear us now we hear they're going to come out with this big smear campaign on us with their buddies in the liberal press and uh try and hit us here in ohio yeah they're scared of what ohio stands up is doing you know we've been busting their their reason, for a tom, year now, it,
1: tom if if you've gotten any word on why what i mean what's their reason for wanting to deny people uh, their rights and, and, to, and to demand that the government, as you say, uh, you know, stop enacting unconstitutional mandates without a health emergency declaration. I mean, what's their purpose here? Why would they go against somebody who's trying to free Ohioans?
4: Well, because, listen, we've been effective. I've been outspoken about the fact that I'm not a Republican, I'm a conservative. Mm-hmm. Um Ohio stands up as out, outspoken about the fact that they're there for medical freedom. They don't care right left, middle. They they're there for medical freedom and for freedom from tyranny. They're educating people. You know, they they don't want this. Dewine wants to be governor again. We you believe that this scumbag after all he's doing he wants to be governor again? I mean, you got to be kidding me. We got Jane Timken right, who wants to be who uh, you know, I've got word that the Republicans are going to do a shady uh, you know, unannounced thing to give her the endorsement endorsement for the Senate seat. Um, you know, because uh, you know they're worried about you know whether or not she can win fairly. Yeah, I mean she's the one that facilitated DeWine doing all this for a year. And so yeah, I mean these guys they don't care about it. They're they're not conservatives. They they aren't backing any ideals. They're not backing anything other than their own power. And, uh, you know, I just hope that the people of Ohio are smart enough to wake up and, and to, to figure out what's going on because this is unbelievable.
1: Let's talk about, you know, I always talk about the three battles that you're fighting in this war, uh, you and everybody, and, my, and myself too, I count myself, anybody who's a member of Ohio Stands Up at OhioStandsUp.org is fighting this fight as well. In particular, anybody who is able to donate, whether it's a one-time donation of $20 or whether it's a weekly recurring donation of $5, which is fantastic, like you always say, Tom Renz, for the cost of about a latte a week, you could uh, be the difference between liberty and tyranny in this state. So... Uh, We talk about the three battlefronts. We talk about education, we talk about judicial, and we talk about legislative. Let's talk about the legislative now. Jennifer Gross in uh, the House side has sponsored House Bill 248 when it comes to vaccine passports, which is extremely important. If we think our rights are in jeopardy now, wait until it becomes legal for either the public or private entities and corporations to discriminate against us if we have not yet taken the experimental vaccine. Uh, now, again, I'm not going to sit here and demonize the vaccine and tell people don't do it. I believe in freedom. I believe in everybody having the right to make their own mind up. House Bill 248 would, would codify that right, saying whether I chose to get it or not, you cannot discriminate against me when it comes to public commerce or travel or anything else. Can you tell me whether or not you are working with... Uh, Jennifer Gross or other co-sponsors on that, as well as Andy Brenner's uh, Senate Bill 169 on the Senate side, which looks to do much of the same. Your thoughts?
4: So uh, I believe uh, 248 is the one that, that OAMF introduced, right? Yes. Through Jennifer? Correct.
1: Correct. Yes. Jennifer Gross. So that,
4: that's a good bill. It's a very good bill. Um, here's the thing. So, I've heard some stuff going on with this in the health freedom world. And people are saying, well, we shouldn't have to pass this bill because it's, it should already be unconstitutional. Well, here's the thing it's already unconstitutional to lock our state down, it's already unconstitutional to do everything that's happened for the last year. If you think that you can get away without passing this bill, you're nuts. It's just not going to happen. And I'm going to tell you, here's the deal it does more than just prevent vaccine passports. That bill also hits vaccine discrimination in general. And, you know, I agree with the premise that theoretically, vaccine discrimination and health status discrimination should be absolutely unconstitutional under the Ohio Constitution. I I think it is. But you know, as we've seen with the governor, he doesn't really care unless there is a specific law that you can't possibly misinterpret right there. He's going to just ignore it. So I, I think this legislation is critical. You know, Stephanie did a good job on it. I, you know, I've heard the counter arguments and I, I respect the people in our health freedom movement that, that do have differing opinions. But I got to tell you, I just am very strongly of the opinion that. You know, if we don't get behind this, it's it's going to be a disaster because they're pushing this. And, you know, we I don't know if you saw this, Bob, but we just had this st- stuff coming out from the Pfizer documents here in the last couple of days. This is going to explode. Um, they seem to be indicating that they have concerns about whether or not this vaccine, the shedding from this vaccine, could be transmissible and cause issues for pregnant women. I mean, They literally had a requirement in their uh, reporting document that if you come in contact, and it's it's very vaguely written, so it looks like they're saying that if you come into contact with someone who has just gotten the vaccine, at or around the time of conception, that you need to report it as a safety event. Wow, what the hell is that all about? I didn't hear that. What is that all about? I didn't hear that. I did hear
1: though that there are many women who have gotten the vaccine. Uh, multiple reports of many women having serious issues with their menstrual cycles. Everything yeah. changing, causing, all, I won't get into the details, but causing all kinds of changes that are very, very concerning to a lot of women since they've gotten the vaccine. So, you know, it just kind of makes you wonder, look, it's called experimental for a reason, because this mRNA quote-unquote vaccine is not something that has been tried before in humans, particularly for long periods of time, to see what the long-term effects might be, including things like fertility, or obviously if they're already impacting menstrual cycles, it makes you wonder what's next.
4: Uh, well, this is from the, the, the Pfizer. I'm going to actually, I know you, everybody loves it when you read stuff on the radio, but I'm going to read you one little pair of blurb from this uh, Pfizer vaccine study. And this is from the Pfizer vaccine. It's from a document from Pfizer regarding the vaccination. And basically, if you're pregnant and you are, I'm quoting, a male family member or health care provider who has been exposed to the study intervention, which means the vaccine, by inhalation or skin contact, then exposes this female partner to or around the time of conception. Now, that sounds about as gobbledygookish as you can possibly make it sound, right? And for all the listeners that are saying, what the heck does that mean? The answer is, well, we don't know. But it sounds like they were concerned and they made it a safety event to report if if you're around someone who's been vaccinated around the time of conception that they want that reported. We, the people certainly, certainly, certainly need clarification on this. We, I mean, this is, this, this thing's being shoved on people right and left. They're trying to shove this on people as young as 12 without any testing uh, I mean, Fauci, Fauci know, is going- now, Fauci, if, I, I
1: saw this this morning. Fauci is now, and I know this is nationwide, not just Ohio. And we're talking primarily yeah. about Ohio law, but Fauci wants to, to, wants to, uh, vaccinate infants. They're talking about yeah. infants and very young children now. So this, which of course are next to zero, uh, in terms of, of threat of either being infected or transmitting it to somebody else. The idea that they would jam this experimental drug into very, very young children, that's, that's
4: next. Well, I got to tell you, and one of the things that's really important here, and we've talked about this uh, amongst the Ohio Stands Up board here recently a little bit off air, you know, and it's not been made public, but I'll share this. Um, A lot of what's happening now, we got word today that even New York and a couple other really liberal states are planning on opening up here in the next month or two. Yeah. But they're also planning on. uh, appro- giving full approval to this experimental death vaccine. So one of the things that, that we're looking at is I think, you know, we're trying to balance the need to get Ohio open with the fact that that's going to happen. I mean, they're going to open back up. It, it, every indication we're seeing is that. So now we're, we're thinking, what do we got to do to make sure that people aren't forced to poison themselves with this vaccine? So our litigation strategy has shifted quite a bit because of that it's just it's necessary and some of the stuff has to you know we have to hit the feds on some of this stuff because if we just if we just keep uh, if if they change their plans and we don't change ours we're in trouble so we've really had to shift a lot of things up and uh, I think that's it's important. I mean, you know, like I said, the bad guys don't just stand there and wait for you to attack. They they keep moving and bobbing and weaving, and we got to do that with them. So
1: well, and you know, um, here's here's something that I think everybody saw coming. Uh, in Oregon, uh, they have just announced that the new ma- or the, not the new, but their mask mandate has been extended, not to June or not to July or not to August or September, indefinitely. The new rule in Oregon is masking will be done indefinitely. Until we tell you you can take them off, you must keep them on. And if it happens in one state, you know the drill, Tom. It's going to spread to other states. And this is what a lot of people are concerned about, that we will never be able to show our faces in public again. And it's a big part of the movement to strip people of their individuality, to make everybody look like masked sheep so that nobody can really kind of stand up and and be who they are anymore. And, they, you know, a a population that is... uh, uh, it, or excuse me if you want to control a population this is a population that would be easy to control one in which no one is is any longer individual
4: well, I don't disagree one bit um, and uh, you know i've I've been in a lot of contact with people from Oregon and uh, it Oregon's a nightmare but yeah, I mean that state that state's gonna have to get itself together politically I mean there's just no matter you know to an extent there's only so much you can do as a lawyer and when you have a state like that, um, they either have to pull themselves politically and start fighting back, or they're not going to get anywhere. I, and they're, I mean, and they're, and they're the doing
1: this we... at a time, they're doing this, Tom Renz, at a time in which Texas and Florida have fully dropped all mandates, and they are among the lowest states in the country at new infections and new cases. That's, have that? why, <laughs> Go
4: ahead, last that's why we've got to push this all over the country. It's got to yeah. happen. I mean, You're... we got to have the sensibility of states like Texas and Florida and we got to make it make people aware of it all over the country because and the only way we, to make we I apologize,
1: yep. uh, Tom. I, the, I, I want to wrap it here. The only the, the, the only way we can make people aware is if we spread the message. The only way we can do that is if we grow in power at OhioStandsUp.org. Become a member like I am. We need more members, the more thousands and millions of members we can get in this state. We have 11 million people here. We should have millions of them fighting for our rights together at OhioStandsUp.org. And then donate so that we can share that message not only with the people who matter in Columbus, but with other states as well. Tom Renz, founder of OhioStandsUp.org. Keep fighting the fight. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon.
4: Thanks so much, Bob.
1: A pleasure always. Thank you, Tom. 953, right back. Okay, 957, let's get a couple of people on the uh, on the radio. Uh, we'll go to Mario. Mario Inocenzi. My good friend from the Presidential Gala coming up on May 20th in Chesterland. Mario in Mario's Barbershop. How are you, my friend?
5: Bob, good morning, sir. How are you today? I, I am, am doing st- fantastic.
1: Good to hear. I am as well. Mario, we're counting it down, man. What's today? The fifth? So we got 15 days until the
5: gala. 15 days. And let me tell you, folks, uh, Bob France was gracious enough to come out and speak to our one last year when we did the presidential debate. And he absolutely blew the lid off of Guido's Generation Center. If you have not heard Bob France in person, you are missing out, folks. Get your ticket. Get out there and listen to Bob. Bob, we have an all-star lineup. I invited every senatorial candidate to the event. Um, We got uh, Mike Gibbons coming, Josh Mandel, Mark Kita, and we even invited Timken, but uh, I don't know if she's going to come or not. (laughs) But the big thing we got to get, Jim Renacci is speaking. We need to get the people out in force to get Jim Renacci as the governor of state of Ohio and take Mike DeWine out.
1: Uh, that, I'll tell you what, there's nothing more important to this state than exactly that, changing the leadership at the very top. Mike DeWine has been an enormous disappointment, makes me regret my vote probably more than any other vote I've ever cast. And this is coming from a guy, a political uh, neophyte in 1992 who actually voted for Bill Clinton. I regret my vote for Mike DeWine more than I did my vote for Bill Clinton, for crying out loud. That lets you know how bad he has been. Um, you know, this this is such a big deal uh, that you're hosting, and I'm so glad you are, that Jim will be there and Mike Mike Yimms will be there, and you've invited so many other Senate candidates to 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 be there. Um, there's more than just speeches, though. You've got raffles and things going on too, don't you, Mario?
5: Bob, we got a fantastic raffle. We're giving it away, for a twenty dollar donation, you get a chance for three weapons: an AR-15 that has the American flag, red, white, and blue, stars and stripes on it. You get a uh, Smith and Westman forty for a second chance, and third prize is a home defense shotgun. We're gonna have raffle baskets galore. You saw last year, we had over forty raffle baskets. We had 50-50 raffles. It's bring your own bottle. And if you get a VIP cedar table, I got a special surprise for you. I ordered cases of Trump wine from Trump <laughs> distillery. So it's going to be a fantastic evening, guys.
1: I love that. I absolutely love that. Mario, uh, do me a favor, will you? Put me down for two tickets for that gun raffle. I'm good for it. I promise you. I'll give it to you uh, on the on the uh, uh, event night. But put me down and get my name in there. I want, I want to be a part you of that. You absolutely
5: got it. Jim, yeah. uh, Bob, we got to get people on Jim's site. Jim Renacy. Dot Ohio, we got to get him. I'm sorry, Jimrnacey.com. Get people involved. Get them. Get them in Jim camp. We got to make a change here for our governor. Absolutely.
1: No question about it. Hey, uh, Mario. Before we go here, how do people get tickets for this great event? And how many are left?
5: We have several seats left. They're going fast, but we still need to sell some seats. They can go on geauga That's G E A U G A C C C dot square S Q U A R E dot site. Or call me at 216-520-1977, I'll tell you how you can get me a check.
2: I'm Guys, get,
5: you don't want to miss this event.
1: I, I want to hit that again real quick, Mario, before you go. Uh, Geauga CCC, and if you're having a hard time with that, it's Giaga County Conservative Club. So CCC, CCC dot, square dot site, S-I-T-E, or Mario's phone number to get these tickets, 216 216- Mario, I'm really looking forward to the event. I'm glad I'll be there with Mike Gibbons and uh, Jim Renacci and Josh and so many others who are going to be a big part of this event. I know that uh, we're looking to sell this thing up, we uh, sell this thing out. I know there's some tickets left. we got 15 days. I want these things sold out by Friday, so I want people to dial right now, 216-520-1977, the Geauga County Conservative Club Presidential Gala. Mario, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be very important as we band together and strategize on how to move forward with the conservative movement in this country, and I'm so glad to be a part of it.
5: Thank you so much, Bob, and thank you for your listeners buying tickets. I certainly appreciate it.
1: You got it. Amen. Thank you, Mario. All right, that's Mario Inascensi of Mario's Barbershop, and again, the Jaguar County Conservative Club. Call him. Bust his phone up. Make him annoyed all day long. He won't be, but you understand my point. Every time he, he puts the phone down to start cutting somebody's hair, I want it to ring again. 216-520-1977, and I'll see you in Chesterland on May 20-